The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Grazex is now regularly consumed by over 30% of the world's cattle and is proven to reduce hoof rot, utter blanching, and weird ears. For a free introductory sack of feed and vulcanized feeding mitt, visit our website at mitchells.net.org.kentucky and enter the code Beef and Dairy. And welcome to the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, the number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the podcast companion to the Beef and Dairy Network website and a printed magazine brought to you by Grazex. Later, we have a big competition, which is your chance to win a limited edition USB key. But first, the big news this week, which is the publication of the UK Meat Attitude Survey. The annual survey gives us a valuable insight into how the UK public feel about meat and has been a go-to source of research for the industry ever since it officially recognised pork as a meat in 1976. As I'm sure many listeners will already know, the findings this year have sent shockwaves through the beef world. There were many surprises in the data. For example, it was found that 6% of men keep a chorizo under their pillow. But most shocking was the news that while positive attitudes to beef are holding up well with middle-aged and elderly citizens, many children and young people are becoming increasingly disillusioned with the meat. In fact, 47% of respondents between the ages of 12 and 18 hadn't eaten any beef in the previous month, and responses from young people described beef as tired, unnecessary and pointless. When interviewed on the subject of rich beef sausages, one 14-year-old subject from Nottingham said, and I quote, You couldn't force me to eat one at gunpoint. I'd rather take a bullet to the brain. Do it now. Go on. Shoot me. I'm not eating your stinking sausage. I don't care what you say. This is a clash of generations. This is war, old man. Your drooping eyes and old skin disgust me. Your creaking knees. Your tired breath. Go on. Shoot me, old man. Blast my bonce off. Blow off my beetroot. To try and get to the bottom of this, and to get an insight into what is going on with these young people, early this week I spoke to youth worker Teresa Beckton. I started by asking Teresa to introduce herself. Hello, hello. Um, my name is Teresa Beckton. Teresa, like the saint. Beckton, like the stop on the DLR. And I am a youth worker. I work with young people in South London. Brilliant. Can you, can you tell me what kind of kids you come into contact with down there in the youth centre? Um, I'm I'm not going to mince my words. Uh, fuck ups. Right. Is that is that the kind of language you'd use on a, in front of them? No, no, not in front of them. In front of them, I would say um, little assholes, little shits, uh, just a wa- waste of space. That's what I could waste of space. Okay. That's yes. Yes. You're, you're building a pretty good picture there. So, uh, what kind of things do you do with them down in down in the youth centre? Well, it's a, it's a very challenging line of work because, um, you know, you're giving back to the community, giving quite a lot. So, what I like to do is I like to get them involved in something that gives back something to me. So, I got an Etsy shop, and what I like to do is I get them making stuff I can sell on that. It started out cross-stitching, but they use the needles to 
prick each other and then laugh. So uh, it's candle. Mainly we do candles, um, candle making workshops. Scented candles? There's not meant to be a scent, but a scent does creep into them. And how many of those are you selling on a sort of weekly basis? Oh, I mean, if if I really get them to concentrate, uh, what I like to do is there's a couple of lads who are on the Ritalin, on the Dexys, and I, I grind a bit of that up and I'll just put that into an orange squash or a lemon squash and it really does focus them it's actually remarkable the results you can get and um so maybe I have 12 of them for a session they call it a session I call it a shift um 12 of them for a shift I can be grinding out oh maybe sometimes 4,000 a week if I do if I split my time between the several youth centres in the borough, I can be getting up to 4,000 a week. And when you think about the fact that that's about £30 a candle, doing really, really well. Okay, well, the reason I've got you on the show is um, I want you to respond to the latest figures that were published this week um, in the UK Meat Attitude Survey, which show that 77% of young people polled think that beef is, and I quote, irrelevant to their lives. Now, what's going on here? Well, it doesn't surprise me. I see it every single day. I see it every single day. You know, they, they're not interested in beef. They're interested in their music. Also, I suppose the thing is with a gang, the last thing you want is beef with another gang. That's the last thing metaphorically, and that becomes real. The, uh, the survey showed that, that many young people are switching uh, to lamb. Uh, we've got some quotes here that young people said to the people doing the survey. They say, lamb makes me feel cool, hip and groovy. It's hard to understand at first, but that's how they talk. Yeah. Well, it's true. All they're doing is eating a big crown of lamb, strutting about, strutting about, you know, Bow, Hackney, all of these places with a lamb shank in one hand. So you're saying that you're seeing groups of young people, uh, uh, maybe using the words gangs, if if you call them gangs, roaming around carrying big pieces of lamb. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They want to be the big man of the estate. You know, they want to have a big crown of lamb. You know, I try to say to them, it's not right. You know, young people like you, they won't hear it. They will not hear it. They'll say, they'll say, you don't understand. Or they'll say, why are we making candles every day? You know, back chat. More from that interview later. But first, do you want to win a USB key covered in precious stones? Yes? Good. Because that's the prize in this month's competition. The body of the USB key, donated by Mitchells, is made from rubies, emeralds, sapphires, scarce amber, topaz and rare South Sea pearls. But more than that, it also has a capacity of 4 gigabytes, which means you could use it to store 1,000 of your favourite songs in MP3 format or 2,000 digital photographs. It's also able to store Word documents, Excel files, PowerPoint presentations, in fact any kind of digital file at all, as long as it is underneath that 4 gigabyte threshold. That's 4 gigabytes, all in a handy keyring form so it's perfect for an on-the-go lifestyle. Never be without your most important files again. If your computer has USB port functionality, then this is just the device for you. Also, it's worth £1.8 million, because it's covered in rare gems. We gave away a similar USB key through a competition on the website last year, which was won by Amy Patterson from Maidenhead in Berkshire. Earlier this week we checked in with her to see how the USB key was going, and she had the following to say. I 
was amazed at how many files I could store on this device. I mean, much better than a floppy disk or a big suitcase full of papers. If I ever needed to access an Excel spreadsheet or a Word document, I could, because it was on my USB key. Normally I'd have to go home to print off the spreadsheet, you know, have an argument with my husband because he's used up all the ink printing out pictures around the corner cover, then go to a shop, buy some more ink, and then go home only to find that my husband has locked me out. <laughs> then I'd have to go to my local library to print it, which I don't like because once a librarian accused me of forgery, but that's another story. Um, then I'd go to the place where I needed the spreadsheet in the first place to find that everyone had gone home. The USB key's sleek design means that it complements any outfit and I also like the fact that because of all the precious gems, it's worth £1.8 million so if I wanted to I'd never have to work again. <laughs> 1,000 songs in MP3 format. Countless Word documents. Just imagine. 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 For your chance to win the device, simply send us an email telling us what files you'd keep on the USB key to our email address beefanddairynetwork at gmail.com. The best description wins the USB key. Good luck! Now back to our big interview with youth worker Theresa Beckton, responding to the recent UK Meat Attitude survey. The survey showed that um, that beef is still very popular with, with primary age children. And I don't know if you come into contact with them very much um, in your in your candle making workshops. Uh, why? What's happening then as they reach the age of around twelve or thirteen for them to think, no, that's that's not for me. I'm gonna gonna hit the lamb. It's puberty, isn't it? Like they come in, you know, you're seeing with something really honest in their lunchbox, like a beef Wellington or like a little uh, fillet mignon, and it is almost overnight. You know, the voice breaks, and then you know the lamb comes into their lives. And I think it's sad. I mean, it's definitely a peer pressure thing. You know, you see these very sweet kids, all they'd have in their sandwiches would be that beef that you can get from Tesco's, you know, like the sliced beef. And then, yeah, I don't want a sandwich. They want a wrap and it's full of lamb. Does it affect you emotionally? It makes me feel very sad because they could, they could have another life, you know? They could just have an honest life. And instead, you know, no one wants to eat lamb. It tastes weird. It's, you know, it's from New Zealand. It's not from Britain. There's no lambs in Britain. You know, it's, it's imported. It's like the rap music. You know, they listen to all this New Zealand rap music. And they want to eat the New Zealand lamb. So is something deeper going on here with the influence of New Zealand culture on our youth? Yes, I think it's very dangerous. Uh, New Zealand, uh, uh, well, I, I see it as a menace. You know, you can see children drop out of schools. In year eight, they start teaching you about New Zealand and geography lessons in year eight. So, you know, 12 to 13-year-olds. And you can see the dropout rates from, you can pare it down to that little module when children start leaving school because they find out about this place, they're straight on Google, you know, they're straight on Bing and they're looking up everything they can think of about New Zealand, you know, it's all, and you hear them chatting about it, you know, New Zealand, oh, oh I hear that's where the best lamb is, you know. I mean, it's sad, it's very sad. 
So what are the rules at your youth centre, you know, regarding chatting about New Zealand, eating lamb, uh, maybe looking up New Zealand celebrities on, on the computers there? Are they allowed to express themselves in this way or is it something you try and clamp down on? Oh, I really try and clamp down on it. I clamp down on it a lot. What I did to begin with was I put a block on some key New Zealand things, you know, Lord of the Rings, Sand Neil, that sort of thing. They can't Google it. They cannot Google it in the centre. They try, they cannot. They will not be allowed to do that. Also, um, well, I just say to them, you know, I say, right, you know, we're here, phone's off, put your lamb away. I do not want to see it. Put it in a Tupperware. We've got a fridge outside the centre, mind. It's not in the centre, it's outside. And I say, right, we're going to have a lambnesty. You're going to put your lamb in that fridge and I'm going to lock it up, you know. But then, of course... It's a worry to itself because, you know, they come back in at the end of the day. They're like, oh, he's taken my lamb. No, I haven't. Oh, well, how do you explain? You've got such a beautiful rack of lamb there. That's my rack of lamb. You know, it really does cause arguments. But I say, right, that's it. Phone's off. Lamb away. Let's get the wax out. You have to make your quotas. What what advice would you give a, a concerned parent? I'm sure we've got lots of parents listening. And their kids, you know, of that age, they're worried um, they they've they've they can smell certain things coming from the bedroom. Mm, oh well, yeah, lamb is very pungent meat, actually. Exactly. Maybe they're they've caught their child watching Lord of the Rings. What advice do you have for them? Oh, well, the first thing I'd say is you have you've done a shit job. That's the first thing I'd say is you've done a shit job. If your children are behaving badly, that's your fault entirely, and so you should take some responsibility for that. Secondly, be as harsh as you can, harsh as you can. Take their Playstations, take their Mega Drives, take their Game Cubes, take it off them and sell it. Then what I would say to them is get the child in and you cook up a beautiful joint of beef and you sit them around the table and you say, we're going to eat this beef and we're going to eat this beef for king and country. We'll eat this beef for Britain. We'll eat this beef for the monarch. We'll eat this beef. You put on Jerusalem in the background. You say, listen to me. This is your culture. This is your culture. And it doesn't matter what rappers say. It doesn't matter what they're rapping about. Because when it comes down to it, you should have a beef. Have a beef with them. And find people, you know, who might be eating lamb ostentatiously and go up to them and say, yes, I have a beef with you. I will have a beef with you. Come round my house and I'll have a beef with you. Because that's the only way we're going to achieve anything, I think, in this country. And I, I'm sorry to say, the sooner we're out of Europe, the better, frankly. It's a gateway to New Zealand. And that's all I've got to say on the matter. Strong words there from Teresa. And a huge thanks to Teresa for taking the time to speak to us. If you're worried that your child may have been dabbling in the darker meat, please contact us to get a fact sheet by sending an email to I am worried that my child is hooked on Kiwi Street Lamb at gmail.com. And if you're a user who happens to be listening, stay safe. You've only got one life, and it isn't long enough to piss away on lamb. So that's all for this month. But if you're after more beef and dairy news, get over to the website now where you can read all the usual stuff, as well as an interview with the Mayor of Jersey. And on our off-topic section, we ask the question, beads, how many is too many? Until next time, beef out. Thanks to Josie Long and Carrie Ad Lloyd. 
Also, a reminder that we are on Twitter. You can find us at, at Beef and Dairy. And also, excitingly, as of this month, we are now on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, might be the word for it, group, potentially, presence, identity, whatever it is. You can find us on there by searching on Facebook for Beef and Dairy Network. Uh, thank you for all of the correspondence I get. Uh, it's always really funny. Um, not that you have to be funny. No pressure to be funny whatsoever. Uh, but lots of you are very funny. Someone asked me last week whether we're ever going to be doing Beef and Dairy live, and I sort of said, no, I don't think anyone would want that to happen. And then literally moments later, I got an email asking about the possibility of doing it later in the year. So I will keep you posted about that. Maybe it won't happen, maybe it will. Uh, what else can I say? Oh, uh, thank you for all the iTunes reviews. I really like getting them. And if you'd like the show, then consider leaving one, because I would be delighted. What else do I need to let you know about? I don't think anything, really. Basically, just thanks for listening. Um, I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, why not tell a friend, a local vicar, town crier, just someone with a, a bit of clout in your local community. Dignitaries of any kind, just someone whose opinion other people would respect. And if you did that, I would be very pleased indeed. So um, thanks for listening. Uh, until next month. Bye.